0: Hello there, face boogers, podcasters, YouTubers, and rock finners. You're watching not the Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Ellen, Jimmy Colbert show. You're watching the right show, not the tonight show. It comes to you at the right place at the right time, normally on Wednesdays. And today I'm in a different location because I have a show in Las Vegas on 9 9. Therefore, I got to pack up the whole studio and take it on the road. Today we will discuss the following things Biden gives a speech fit for a Fuhrer. Bed Bath & Beyond CFO takes a big fall. Diversity hire Karine Jean-Pierre fumbles and mumbles just like her boss, and BLM fails to learn a valuable lesson. It all happens right here, right now on The Right Show, a support group for normal people. I want you to put in the comments where are you from and who is your favorite comedian other than me? No cheating, we'll be right back. catching up i posted one clip where i said my muscles are not for tai chi they're for looks they're for starbucks they're for chai tea would you believe this clip has gone viral in india not even in the united states of america and all these indian fans one after another are hitting subscribe subscribe they've never seen me before and they're going i love your jokes they are so funny if you ever come to mumbai i will buy a ticket to see you i have no plans to go to mumbai but. I might have to change that because of how many, I have 40,000. I have more Indian subscribers in the last two weeks. We just gained 40,000 and I only had 38,000 prior to that on my whole channel. So thank you, India. I don't know. Maybe I go to India. I'm royalty. I marry a princess. They bring her to me on an elephant. We each have a chaiti. That's why the Indians laugh at my comedy. They're like, you are so dumb. Don't you know chai and tea mean the same thing? You are saying titi. <laughs> Stupid American. He says titi, but he's cute and funny. What do I care? But guess what, Indian people? I know that chai, tea means TT. And as an American, I love TTs Because Americans, we love big TTs And we cannot lie. You other Indians can't deny. So if you like TTs, put it in the chats. Put it in the comments and we're gonna put you right here on the board. Now look here, we already have five euros coming to us from St. Ranger, St. Kayvon. We hope you come to Europe one day. I was there in 2018 before the world ended, and I would love to return, so thank you. Where's my people that love big TTs? Yes, we got Indians in the house. Uh Uh-huh, even ladies like nice big TTs. India, love your accent congrats, and Kayvon has the designer muscles. Good. That is fantastic. All right. Well, without further ado, it is time to get into the nitty-gritty of the right show. Before we do, since I just did Larry Elder's show and he brought me on, I'm going to get thousands of new fans from that. So I want you to go on, check out his new movie, Uncle Tom 2. It is now out in theaters. And my upcoming tour dates are right here for all of you to see. Invite your Indian friends. Tell them this guy is a big deal in your home country. You're all invited to the following tour dates. Nine, nine, two days from now, Turning Point Las Vegas is bringing me to a venue right on the Strip. The bright city lights of Las Vegas be there. Syracuse, New York, my first time there. Let's sell that place out times two, so they have to bring me back. San Diego, Turning Point Sacramento. Then the Beverly Hills is a private event, but if you want to put on your own show while I'm in L.A., I can get to Orange County, Bakersfield, Santa Barbara. You tell me where you want to do your show. I will come to you. And finally, Jewett, Ohio, Nashville, Tennessee, Huntington Beach. And we are filming my dry bar special in Provo, Utah. That one, it looks like it's ready to go. I've been working hard on it. And it's going to take the next one and build upon it to the next level when we return we are going to make fun of some radical leftist including bed bath and beyond and joe bed bath and biden bed bath and beyond cfo banned mike lindell's products from all his stores now if you know mike lindell he's got these pillows they're fantastic i use them all the time very comfortable pillow it's washable you put it right there. You, Let's say you get sick. What do you do with your pillow? You just put a new pillowcase on it. Not so with Mike Lindell. You put it in the washer. You hit it at the dryer. You put it back on. Now you're not going to get sick over and over from your own pillow. The CFO of Bed Bath & Beyond jumped to his death from his luxury high-rise apartment in New York. It's something you only see in the movies. Here's this picture right there. Bed Bath & Beyond executive jumped to his death from high-rise apartment balcony, law enforcement tells CNN. The chief financial officer of troubled Bed Bath & Beyond has been identified as the man who jumped to his death from his Tribeca skyscraper known as the Jenga building. Gustavo Arnall, 52 years old, was the executive vice president of the struggling home goods retailer and watch this
1: now we have the death of the chief financial officer
0: of bed bath and beyond who died by suicide after a turbulent year for the company Will reed joins us now with the latest on that good morning will
2: good morning robin last week gustavo arnal announced plans for bed bath and beyond to try to avoid bankruptcy that includes closing stores and laying off employees and now news of his death has rocked the company and the retail world and left many questions unanswered. This morning, police are investigating the death of Bed Bath & Beyond CFO Gustavo Arnal, the executive dying by suicide, plunging from this luxury high rise in downtown Manhattan Friday. Arnal's death coming days after the struggling retail giant announced it would close around 150 stores and lay off a fifth of its employees. They had about $100 million in cash and they burned through over $300 million in cash in the previous quarter. Um, And they were they were about to run out of cash. So they desperately needed to both cut costs and to raise more money somehow. This on top of the one point two billion dollar stock fraud lawsuit facing Bed Bath and Beyond. Arnall named as a defendant in that class action lawsuit, along with investor Ryan Cohen and others. The defendants accused of artificially inflating the company's value, when Cohen bought nearly a 10% stake in the company and then sold it for a huge profit a few months later. They were both sued for essentially what's called a pump and dump scheme, where they drive up the stock artificially so they can sell it and make a profit. At the time, Bed Bath & Beyond stock price shot up over 350%, becoming what's known as a meme stock, when a stock gains popularity among young retail investors through social media. Investor Ryan Cohen, who rose to fame for his big bets on GameStop stock in 2020, was one of the biggest names to buy a stake in Bed Bath & Beyond. Shares surging when Cohen's involvement was first revealed. ABC News reached out to Cohen for comment, but did not hear back. And in a statement about Gustavo Arnal, Bed Bath & Beyond said, quote, he'll be remembered by all he worked with for his leadership, talent, and stewardship of our company. Our focus is on supporting his family and his team during this sad and difficult time.
0: Well, that is exactly what happened, and now you all know. Now, part of me just, I just feel like when you cancel Mike Lindell, a great American patriot who has a company of products that are all made in America, all his employees live in America, and you punish him because he had a few questions of how did Joe Brandon get more votes than Barack Obama? When you see Baracko give a campaign speech, there's a huge group of people there to see him. You can see the youth and the older people, the tears in people's eyes. Whether you liked Obama or not, you could see a movement there. When you see Trump give a speech, you see a global movement of supporters from Hong Kong to Iran and everywhere in between. But when you see Joe Biden give a speech at a local high school and they draw little circles on the basketball floor because only 12 people show up, and then you tell me, you, and Mike Lindell that this is the most electrifying politician of all time, more votes than Barack Obama, we start to go, I don't know if that's right. And this CFO helped make the rash decision to yank all of Mike Lindell's products out of the stores, hurting his company, his employees, and our nation, all because he disagreed with Mike Lindell's politics. So you canceled Mike Lindell temporarily, but then you went and canceled yourself, Gustavo. Now that Jenga building's interesting because it juts out at different places. So it makes you wonder if he jumped and maybe he only landed one floor, then went down another, and finally Jenga. Now, I am betting he wishes right now he had a huge pile of my pillows for only $29.99. And right now, if you buy one MyPillow, we'll send you one free. Be sure to use my code Mike Lindell, made in the USA, fully washable. Get your MyPillow today. That's a commercial we need to see. My pillow at the bottom of every New York skyscraper, because the stocks they're going down even more. Speaking of Biden, he gave a speech fit for a Führer. If you were in Germany in the 1930s, you would see something very similar to this, but now we have a taste of it right here in the good old US of A, where Joe Biden, the great uniter, I want to be a president, No, 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 not a joke, for all people, come on, man. Then he goes to say half of the country Are terrorists. Half of the country are against the USA. Half the country are enemies of the state. Not everyone, just the MAGA Republicans. So we have Joe Biden telling the mainstream America, the people kind of independent, they're they're working all day. They don't have time to follow politics. All they have time to do is get home late at night, not like you and I, where we kind of joke about this stuff 24 7. They get home, they turn on the TV, they've got five minutes of undivided attention. And the president of the United States says anyone who voted for or likes Donald Trump is your enemy. Now, first I want to show you, Trump gave a speech in Pennsylvania and then Joe Biden had just given a speech there. So you're going to see, take a look at the two audiences and you tell me who had more votes based on optics.
1: Did anything else? Do you realize that? The point is, we ask so much of you, so much of you. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I want to be very clear, very clear up front. So much of you. I've not, not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans.
0: So don't worry, don't worry. Uh, not not every Republican is an enemy of the country. Uh, just the ones that uh, are MAGA Republicans, okay? So uh, if you wanna uh, you wanna be on my good side, you know I got the military, we got we got airplanes that can bomb you. Then just uh, don't be, uh, don't vote for Trump, okay? Vote for me, huh? Or or vote for like a guy no one else will vote for. So I win again. Come on, not a joke. He's trying to divide the nation by saying if you like his political opposition, the number one candidate with the most support, then you are a radical, you deserve prison with no trial, you deserve to be considered treasonous, to be given the death penalty, to be unarmed but shot by the Capitol Police, to be barricaded, to lose your job, lose your freedom, lose your children, lose your right to work, be a part of polite society, or have a social structure in the United States. So it's up to you to decide if you wanna push back on that or if you're gonna lean in and be like, all right, he's right, they've tarnished Trump so much, let's just stay away from him, he's nuclear. But I have a little tip for you. Don't go for the the candidate that you think is less controversial, because no matter which candidate everyone starts going for, that will be the new controversial one. So I think out of respect to everything Donald Trump has done, Just give him your undivided support. He's put up with all this stuff. He deserves your attention, your vote. He stood strong in the face of this opposition. And you should send a clear message to Brandon. Do you agree? Put in the comments. Now, I didn't show the speech yet. I just showed the difference in crowd. Take a look again. Did anything else? You realize that the point is so you can see the energy in the room and you can see everyone that was at that Trump rally is considered an enemy of the United States of America as long as Biden is in office. Now, I want you to watch Joe Biden give his speech. I just gave you the highlights right here. I just chopped the most important parts. First, let's talk about this guy who I understand science. I listen to experts. He starts his speech coughing. That is a great metaphor for his presidency. (coughs) Hello, American people. (coughs) Weren't we taught to cough like this, to wear a mask, to get multiple boosts? All of this is out the window when the idiot in chief comes walking up. Take a look. My fellow Americans,
1: please, if you have a seat, take it. I speak to you tonight (coughs) from from sacred ground in America, Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is where America made its Declaration of Independence to the World more than two centuries ago (coughs) with an idea
0: unique among nations. So that was the most important takeaway from his speech, that after three years of lectures about coughing and masks, and if you're sick, stay home, he's had COVID three different times in the last month. His wife has got it twice. They keep infecting the nation. Their boosty boost have not worked for them, and they still go out, shake everyone's hands. They're not wearing masks. They cough into their hands. This is the party of trust the science. With that said, Joe Biden finally found someone dumber than him to speak eloquently on his behalf. Now, at first I thought she was a horrible choice. Jeanine, Karine Jean-Pierre. If you don't know Karine Jean-Pierre, she's a diversity hire. She was hired only for her genitals, her sexuality, and her color. She's not doing a good job answering questions. And finally, anyone that asks her a real question, Not the sycophantic press who's like, you're so smart and funny. How do you do it? No, there's a guy named Peter Doocy. He asks actual questions, pinning Democrats into a corner. There's only one true reporter in the whole press pool of 40 or 50 fake losers. And it's this guy. And she crumbles under the pressure. Watch.
1: MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. A follow-up
2: about the MAGA Republican attention. So if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election?
3: I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today, uh, this inflection point that the president pointed out uh, very clearly, very decisively uh, in, in a few speeches about what the country needs to do at this time to bring the country together and he believes that's where majority of Americans are when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it comes to protecting our rights, and when it comes to protecting our freedoms. That's what we're going to talk about that's what we're going to focus on on where we are at today
2: but just in trying to understand the new attention on the mag of republicans you tweeted in 2016 oh, I knew trump stole oh. an election you tweeted, i was
3: waiting peter when you were going to ask me that question
2: well <laughs> here we go you tweeted trump stole an election they refused to accept the results of a free election you tweeted brian kemp stole an election if denying election results yeah. is extreme now yeah so let's bad?
3: let's be really clear. That that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. Uh, I have been I have ridiculous. been well. You're asking me. You're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was Wait,
2: ridiculous.
3: I was I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights.
0: Refuse to accept the results of a free election. Do you feel that gaslight going lower and lower? Oh, the light hasn't changed. It's all in your head. You see, Joe Biden just said. Uh, MAGA Republicans—they're uh, the—they're a threat to our democracy. They don't r- accept the results of an election. They must be done away with. They're radical. Well, his own spokesman has tweets refusing to accept Trump winning the election in 2016, and that's before all the fake mailboxes got put all around. Trump beat Hillary with human beings showing up, slapping a name and leaving. It wasn't until you dropped mailboxes, you sent a hundred million. Ballots to people that are dead, alive, missing, illegal, legal, halfway legal, paralegal. And then people are just, and then late at night, uh, Trump is winning. Here come a bunch of ballots. I would love to see those ballots. Do you think they had time to punch Democrats all the way down on those ballots? Or did two or three million ballots arrive with just Biden punched in the top? Here, turn this one in. We found this one in uh, one of the drop boxes. Not a joke. Because they ran out of time. They did not think Trump's votes would go up from the last election to this. Even Barack Obama's election numbers did not go up from the first to the second. So, she says she does not accept Trump's election. If Biden tells the truth, anyone that refuses to accept the election results is a threat to our country, he needs to fire his entire cabinet. <laughs> in order to sum up the whole speech, I could have broken it down. It's 22 minutes long. You would have been bored to tears. This guy, Mark K, created a song that really, in under one minute, encapsulates everything that was said and encourages you to not take any crap from Joe Brandon. Take a look. And the migrant
1: Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Joe Biden went down to Philly, he had something he wanted to say, he was in a bind, his team was way behind, and it was coming on election day. So he stood in front of a podium underneath the late summer skies, started reading the teleprompter and repeating his favorite lies. He looked like a snake oil salesman when he stood up on his stump, saying the greatest threat to our democracy is mean old Donald Trump. Now half y'all out there is pretty damn extreme, and if you think that you can beat us, you're gonna need an F-15. Then he said, we've got a choice to make come election day. Are you going to vote for Democrats or for the good old USA? MAGA, get your red hats on. It's time to take a stand. We've got to beat the Democrats and impeach old Brandon. And if we win, we get to
0: make our country great again. But if we lose, we're stuck with Joe Biden. Very well done, Mark K. If you're a fan of his, be sure to tag him and say, hey, The Kayvon comedy crew loves what you do. The devil went down to Georgia, or Biden went down to Independence Hall. Here we have none other than the Duke University volleyball team. They went down to play BYU. As you know, BYU is a Mormon school, LDS. We don't say Mormon. That's racist. We say the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints school, but that's a mouthful, which ironically is the one thing you can't give a Mormon girl. The point being, Duke University Women's Volleyball came to play BYU. One of the girls started claiming, the Duke sophomore, happens to be black, started claiming the reason she was losing the game was because she heard someone say something racist. And at that point, she could no longer play volleyball to the best of her ability because she was scared, she was crying, and she felt her safety was in jeopardy, okay? So I'm going to show you the video. You tell me if you think that a bunch of LDS, hey, can I speak to you about the Lord? Ding dong, hello, I'd like to talk to you who, bicycle helmet, white shirt, black tie, pedaling around town, is secretly yelling the N-word at the Brigham Young University Volleyball Game. Now remember, whenever a black person yells, oh my God, someone called me the N-word. The whole community has to activate. All the fans got lectured the next day in the stands. The school sent out two press releases, two Instagram posts. Everybody's crying. The black girl that accused this is on the news. You'll see what I'm talking about. Turns out, all a hoax.
3: She is the Juicy Small ex. to the Duke
4: University volleyball player demanding answers this morning, saying she was the target of racist taunts during a match in Utah. This morning, she is telling her story. You fall out this morning from the volleyball court. Well, at first, it was kind of like, a, did I hear that right? Like, I didn't really believe it. Duke sophomore Rachel Richardson says she and her black teammates were targeted with racial slurs and threats during their game against rival BYU over the weekend. The next time I went back to serve, I was like, okay, yep, I definitely heard that right. I immediately just told one of my like most trusted teammates and I was like, I just heard someone use a racial slur like to address me essentially. Richardson taking to Twitter, saying the heckling lasted for the entire match, and when it turned to threats, they began to feel unsafe. She says both the officials and BYU coaching staff were made aware of the incident during the game, but failed to take the necessary steps to stop the unacceptable behavior and create a safe environment. BYU confirming that the fan accused of launching those attacks is not a student and that they are now permanently banned by BYU. Even if As they say, it wasn't a student who was doing this. There were students nearby. And so the fact that they didn't know what to do in the moment to call him out or to let him know that's not accepted here, you need to stop. Like, that's not wanted here. It's a level of ignorance. And so if there's a lack of knowledge on racism and how to deal with it, that's how you have things like this continue to happen. The next night, the BYU Athletic Director with strong words for their supporters.
1: Cheer them on as loud as you can, but do not Cross the line where you would hurt or harm anyone in any way.
4: Richardson has thanked him for his support and says he's been at the forefront of making sure his athletes get the proper education and training to handle any similar encounter effectively. Richardson's father says although she's receiving overwhelming support, there's need for more action and accountability.
1: So if you're standing in that crowd and someone is doing that next to you, what is progress? Progress is someone saying, hey, stop that.
4: For Rachel, she calls the incident an opportunity for herself and for others. I'm not the first person, I'm not the last person. This isn't an isolated incident. It's an opportunity for not just me, but for anyone who has an opinion, anyone who has a voice to decide that it should be the last time. Springham Young University has since banned one fan that was allegedly involved in that harassment, but police at the university have since said there is no evidence that person was involved in any racial harassment. Duke fans we spoke with say that has led people to discount what Richardson says happened.
2: I think if any of these you know instances of trying to invalidate these stories kind of perpetuates a stigma here that these instances can be swept under the rug.
4: They say accusations that it didn't happen will not stop them from showing support.
3: I guess I just am still going to believe the stories of the volleyball players. Um, whatever they say, I'm going to have their back. We're going to have their back.
2: And There's no really cause for, for any student athlete here to lie, um, especially a black student athlete in this instance. Um, so, you know, we're always going to kind of stand with them.
0: it i was able to break it down for you duke volleyball she said she was playing obviously she's losing and someone yelled a racial word she won't even say which word because we all know nobody said any word but as we know we used to be told it was just the n word then you could never say colored people then you could never said you people, then you could never say uh, food items around people. So the list just keeps getting longer and longer because it's not about a word, it's about a mental illness. Now, why is she targeting BYU? Well, because it's BLM or BYU, you have to pick one. You can't be a fan of both. We all know there's no video recording. This is the Snapchat generation. Every kid in those stands has all their different cameras out. If someone keeps yelling the N-word to the point where you can't hit the volleyball anymore, it would be on somebody's recording. The second problem is now we had to stop the game. They had to investigate people. They kicked the fan out. It turned out the fan did not say that the police just had to activate and do something to look like they were doing something, but caused a problem. The third thing, even if someone did say it, who? cares if i'm kicking your butt in basketball and someone's like whatever persian stupid stupid iranian i bet that's where you get your oil from oil man i'm still beating you in basketball so if you're good at your sport it wouldn't matter what they're yelling i'm sure people yell things at dennis rodman and he laughed and got even crazier they called him the f word for a guy who likes other gentlemen little bundle of sticks And he would just pinch their butt when they ran by to make him even more upset. Hey, you can, if you're a champion, you use this stuff to make you even better. And you laugh at the losing team as you leave. It's to the point where I don't know if women should be allowed to have competitive sports. Because if one girl in a group of 10 is going to say, you know what they did the next day? They canceled the volleyball game the next day for the fans. So they made it like a private, like in a bubble situation where only the players, and the coaches could watch. Now imagine if you're a a father, a wife, a mom, a dad, a cousin, and you flew all the way to Utah to watch BYU play Duke. And the next day they said, we can't have our second game with you there because somebody said something racist, only to find nobody said anything racist. The true racist is the Duke player. Because the Duke player is the one who's claiming racism is why she lost. So she's acting like the victim, but she's being the bully. Duke is known for this behavior. In North Carolina, a very radical left area, they are so afraid of racism. They talk about it every day. They learn about it every day that it has become none other than a mental illness. Would you believe that? Racism has become, and leftism, a mental illness. It's the boogeyman that's all around. We're so scared we can't hit a volleyball. Those people upset me. Get them out of here. I want my world to be safe. Your world is not safe. Play your volleyball game and go home. I'm going to tell you some things that happened to some people, and you're not going to believe it. In, I believe it was 2009, 10, somewhere around there, there there's a group called the Duke Lacrosse Team, which lacrosse is a game with a little basket. They had a party they shouldn't have had. They invited a stripper. They shouldn't have done it. The stripper saw a bunch of rich, what she thought were privileged white people, and thought, I can say they're racist. I can say they raped me. She falsely accused them of rape. And without asking questions, the media goes, aha, yes, you can tell they did it. These are privileged white men. Of course they did it. Rolling Stone ran the article. Size 50 font on every newspaper. Lacrosse boys, white privileged boys raping. Raping the black girl. The point is, it was a hoax. Now we go to LeBron James. LeBron James is hated because he left his hometown of Ohio, his home state, and came to L.A. In order to fit in in L.A. and feel like a victim, he says somebody spray painted the N-word on his fence. Do you think anyone spray painted the N-word on the fence of a black man in the leftist liberal state of California? I mean this isn't alabama circa 1952 so what happened was lebron had one of his homies go write some word on the fence so that now that he left ohio he can say well i'm a victim here in california so please let me and my family live here in peace we're already putting up with racism and that's more than we can handle at this point please so now you can't criticize him anymore for leaving his home state and failing to do what michael jordan did which is win all his titles in chicago and instead, he's going to go chase rings by building super teams around the nation. Now we go to Serena Williams, who recently quit tennis because she's no longer winning. Serena Williams has lived a life of fake racism for the last several decades. Americans love great athletes. Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, David Robinson, David Justice, Bo Jackson. Seeing a black person doing well in sports does not blow our mind. We are not ex- We're not like, whoa, no way. We're pretty accustomed to it. So in 1999, Serena Williams went and played in Indian Wells. No problem. In the year 2001, she returned to Indian Wells and got booed. She has said she was booed because of racism for the last 21 years. Please put in the comments if you know why Serena was booed. I had to do a little research to figure out why was Serena Williams Not booed in 99, but she was booed in 2001. Did a bunch of racists move into California and decide to go to a tennis match two years later? It turns out Serena and Venus were playing in the finals, semifinals, working their way up to the championship round. The father knew that Serena was going to have to play Venus, and those two girls are competitive. They were gonna wear each other out. So when it came time for those two to play, those two were supposed to play. The father pulled Venus out of Indian Wells. The father pulled Venus out so that Serena got a forfeit round, could rest an extra four or five hours. Meanwhile, her competitor had to play the whole way up and showed up to the finals very tired. So the fans were booing for unsportsmanlike conduct and for what they felt was Serena and Venus Williams' father tinkering with the board so that Serena could have an easier chance of winning. Now, doesn't that sound a lot more realistic in California, that they were booing for unsportsmanlike conduct and for tinkering than booing because she's a black girl playing tennis in the year 2001 after they've already seen Arthur Ashe? They've already seen all these different tennis players. Pete Sampras is not a white man. Andre Agassi was the biggest star. He's an Iranian, Armenian. Unbelievable that we have to keep putting up with this stuff over and over and over. And that is why we always say, leftism is a mental illness. It's making our kids go crazy. And now you have people in the year 2022 screaming and crying that thought the Mormon called them the N-word. We'll be right back with a whole lot more The Right Show. This one is so much fun. BLM is robbing the youth of being open minded and happy and loving competition, loving the country and overcoming obstacles. BLM is also robbing you of your donation. So, if you're one of those idiots that put the little lawn sign in the front for $20, you you buy it, you know, and you make a $100 donation and it says, in this home, we believe that Black Lives Matter. And in this house, we believe the police suck. Well, if you went ahead and bought into that, you have been fooled. I'm going to show you something that you probably should have already known about. Los Angeles Times reports, Black Lives Matter leader accused of stealing $10 million from the organization. I ask, why so little? They were given almost $100 million. Take it all. Between you and Patrice colors, the money's almost gone. I read to you, the leader of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation has been accused of Stealing more than $10 million in donations from the organization for personal use, according to a lawsuit filed in court this week. Shalamiah Bowers was called in the court filings a rogue administrator. I'm sure he was acting uh, individually. A middleman turned usurper. I think he did exactly what BLM was designed for. He siphoned contributions to nonprofit activist groups to use his personal piggy bank. According to the lawsuit, Bowers' action led the foundation into an investigation by the IRS and various state attorney generals, blazing a path of irreparable harm to BLM in less than 18 months, the suit claims. While BLM leaders movement work workers were on the street risking their lives, Mr. Bowers remained in his cushy offices devising a scheme of fraud and misrepresentation to break the implied contract between donors and BLM. You know what? I am so glad he fleeced you of your money. Easy come, easy go. You should have never fell for that stupid hoax in the first place. Remember, it's USA or BLM. You can only pick three letters. You can't have both. And since BLM is a bunch of race hoaxers who are pretending they're victims, I want you all to watch this. BLMers, I know you're going to try to put your little hate messages in the comments. That's fine. But now you have to watch this as well. And you're going to learn a valuable lesson. Put down the fake glass of oppression. Nobody's oppressing you, but you. Three,
1: two,
5: one. How heavy is this glass of water? Melissa, would you care to answer? Um,
4: eight ounces?
5: Twelve ounces? The absolute weight of the glass doesn't matter. It depends on how long I hold on to it. If I hold it for a minute, nothing happens. If I hold it for an hour, my arm will begin to ache. If I hold it all day long, my arm will feel numb and paralyzed. Well, the weight of the glass hasn't changed, but the longer I hold on to it, the heavier it becomes. The stresses and the worries of life are like this glass of water. If you think about them for a little while, there's no problem. Think about it for a little bit longer, it begins to hurt. You think about them all day long, and you'll feel paralyzed, incapable of doing anything. Always remember. Put the glass down.
0: I want you to watch my new comedy clip. I just posted it on TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and Instagram Reels. This clip is going viral, and I want you to find it on those and click share so we can send a message to the radical left. We're not going anywhere. We're here to stay. Right, Reno boy? Enjoy a comedy clip. I was on a yacht on Mother's Day for 150 mothers in Orange County, California, and I was the only man on the cruise. Picture that, 150 Orange County moms and me, and it felt good, they laughed at my jokes, and I knew if the yacht were to sink, those women would float. (laughs) Have you been to Orange County? Orange County women, they come with their own flotation devices. they just be waiting for help to arrive, just wait. Some of, not all of them, not. all. Some of them float different, just. <laughs> but that's still sea level. They're okay. They're okay. <laughs> the only ones I was worried about are the younger ones. They float different. <laughs> Sun's out, bun's out. Yeah. Reno, did you like that? Did you like the clip, buddy? So you guys, I was a little distracted during the right show today because he was under the desk and I was playing tug of war with him while I was doing the show. Not many newscasters have to put up with that. Look, he's so good. He doesn't lick me. No licky. Oh, what a nice boxer. Now I am a little upset because a lot of you are writing, he's so cute. Oh my gosh, he's so cute in the comments. And I thought you were talking about me. But then you all started clarifying that dog is so cute. I love Reno. He is so cute. So... You did upset me because for a second there, it could have gone 50-50. Each and every week we do this. Don't forget, if you enjoyed this show, you can leave a super chat. You can go to GoFundMe.com slash Comedy. You can go to Venmo at KVON dash KVON or Cash App, dollar sign Comedy. We tell truth through comedy. We're the only place that wakes America up with laughter and a sense of reality. And we believe in freedom of speech. I'm gonna post that Larry Elder drop that we did today. I think it'll be a lot of fun for you. And here's what I want you to do. Since YouTube will probably ban me for being a moderate, which they call a radical right wing conservative, visit k-voncomedy.com slash contact and scroll up to the part that says newsletter. Leave your email in the newsletter and hit subscribe. After this, we hang out on locals.com. So I'll see you over there. That's how you get to the show and you can ask me anything. On this channel, I can't say things like the thing you push. So I have to say boosty boost. I can't say Leah Thomas is Transylvania. So I have to say Leah Thomas is a great female swimmer. I have to just kind of goof around with the way I speak. It's very difficult. It's like learning a new language. We're going to be here next week. Until then, Rena, say goodbye. I think you want to go for a walk. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Perfect. That's a good way to end it, I think. Okay.